Hello everyone and welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. Today we're doing another part to our Let's Talk About It series where I discuss different aspects of the motorsport industry, what it means to the world of motorsport, what it means to the audiences and answer some of your questions that you share with us on our Instagram channel. So today we're going to be talking about the content creator economy. Now this world of content creators has been a hot topic in the world of motorsport, specifically Formula One for the past three years, especially as the increase in popularity in the sport has um, come about. And I think a lot of people have debated about the role of content creators in that said increase. A lot of people credit um, the influx of female fandom to Drive to Survive. But I have always said that while Drive to Survive was kind of the first domino in the entire circus, I think content creators really kept that number growing for the series because you know let's think about it the series comes out once a year in march february something like that every year and recaps the past season and then there's nothing after that so while the season is going on it's really the content creators that are keeping us in the know using whatever channels they like to use and talk about the different aspects of the sport that we're not hearing from the sport itself. So whether it's the drivers, whether it's tech things, whether it's um, historic rivalries, whether it's quizzes, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the world of motorsport because as any other sport, it has a lot of crossover with other industries like pop culture, tech, business, politics. There's so much intersection happening here which is why there's just so much conversation just waiting to be had and i think formula one is actually even more unique because it has such a controlled messaging that it gives more flexibility to people on the outside to talk more about it now let's start with the basics here who is a content creator now a content creator in simple terms is someone who creates content on their own own channel so whether it's a social media channel it could be a blog it could be anything at all where they speak about specific topics create video content or editorial content that is up for public consumption now there are many different types of content you can create right so like i said you can do video content and i think the rise of tiktok has really um helped amplify this we have so many f1 creators who have taken to tiktok and really explored their audience in that way but there's also editorial content and i think females in motorsport is one of those pages and platforms where we do a bunch of things right so we do video content on our on our tiktok on our instagram we do editorial content on our blog and we also do podcast content which is exhibit me and i think podcasting is something that we don't actually talk about that much while there are many f1 podcasts now which is really really amazing to see that how many people have been given the confidence to have their own podcast and talk about the thing that they love. I think this is an area that is not talked about enough in the in the way that um, social content is. Just because with podcasting, I think since podcasting has a much more niche audience, you know, podcasts are not for everyone, um, exhibit Max Verstappen. But I think 
because of that, I don't think it really gets the credit where it's due as to how much work that is. And it's still content. So for example, on Females in Motorsport, our podcast is mainly with guest interviews. And now this new series where we're trying to talk about different things in the industry that you guys often ask us questions about. So these are all different types of content. And this is a very common question. What content is the right type of content? What will engage audiences? What will engage people? And I always like to think that the right content for your audience is what the right content is for you. Whatever you really want to speak about, whatever you're really passionate about, something that you think you can talk about for for months to come, something that you don't feel like you'll be scraping the bottom of the barrel to speak about, that's the right content for you. Something that really interests you because that is what will make your content unique. Now, speaking of motorsports specifically, there are so many platforms that, you know, you can create content on. So whether that's Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, Discord, podcasting, editorial. And again, I think it really depends on what platform you prefer. So example for me, I think podcasting is something that I had to get used to. It wasn't it wasn't like a super easy transition, but I think I enjoyed doing that more than I think I would have enjoyed creating, let's say, long form content on YouTube or or doing um, live content on Twitch. So I think it really is finding the right rhythm for yourself and think about the content that you like to consume. And I think that will help inform what platform you can go to. In motorsport we have so many content creators who are doing a great job i've had the opportunity of having a few of them on the podcast and some of them are like ash vandele who i think has done such a great job not only in formula one but also in other motorsports she talks about gt racing she talks about indycar she talks about nascar she talks about a lot of facets of the industry as well and she's always been a women in motorsport advocate which is just fantastic to see that she was talking about all of this um, right from the beginning. And and I think she's a really great example that you don't have to focus on Formula One to be a big content creator. She, of course, does Formula One content now and she's working with Red Bull, which is fantastic. But Ash is always focused on other series as well. I think that very often beginning as content creators people kind of get stuck on f1 because of the popularity and because of the amount of information out there but i think if you focus on a different series if you're interested in it it can actually help you create better content arguably and fill and fill a gap that has not been filled yet and look it's really important And I can't stress this enough that you find something that you really want to talk about and are passionate about because creating content on any platform is very, very time consuming. And I don't even think I realized how time consuming it was until I started working with females in motorsport because it will literally use up all of your free time. At least for me, I really don't have any free time left. I'm really trying to, I'm really scrambling to find time to spend with my friends now but this is something that I really enjoy and it's happening on my own terms so as much as it's busy I am not complaining because I really enjoy it so it's really important that you pick something for the right reasons that you really want to do it because if you don't it's just it's going to start feeling like a burden and you don't want to feel that when you're creating content 
Now, diving into some of your questions, um, I think we've got a lot of questions about this. I'm going to start with this one. What is your opinion on the best journey to become a content creator in this field? So when you're talking about the journey to becoming a content creator, I would first say that, especially if you're someone who's really young, um, who doesn't have any extra financial support outside of yourself, it is hard to, you know, quit your job or quit your whatever you're doing to become a full-time content creator. I personally um, have a full-time job right now because I just really love my job. And I also do this on the side with females in motorsports. So I think it's important to acknowledge that in the beginning, you might have to do that kind of double time. Even if you want to be a content creator full time, I think you have to accept the fact that you have to start doing it along with a full time job just so you can keep the bills rolling. Because in the world of content creation, money, especially in motorsport, doesn't come that easy. And we'll talk about this in a, a little bit later. But I think that's the first thing. And the second thing I would say is that just start. Don't overthink it too much. As long as you have your niche, um, just go for it. Start creating content. You'll learn on the way. You'll see what what's performing well. You'll see what's not performing well. You'll see what people are reacting to. You'll see comments, likes, all those things. And those things will help you shape your content in the future. I think a lot of times people get stuck on getting their first video out because it is obviously very, very nerve wracking. You're putting yourself out there and it's not easy to have your face or your voice out there and people attach your opinion um, to, your, to yourself so tangibly now. And and I think it's really like ripping off the bandit. At least that is what it was for me. My first ever content that I did for females in motorsport outside of editorial content was we was something on TikTok where I talked about what happened that past week in the world of motorsport. And I remember thinking that females in motorsport has such a big platform already. What are people going to say? Are they going to accept, you know, my face on their platform? Are they going to, you know, am I going to have negative comments? Are they going to be like, she doesn't know what she's talking about? Like I had so many thoughts in my head before putting that first video out, but I was incredibly lucky to have a really good support system at the platform who really encouraged me to put this video out. And I did. And I did those kinds of videos for a very long time. And I love doing it. And the more I did it, the more I realized how um, what people are reacting to, what people like to see, what people like to consume. And I think the same thing happened over the podcast as well. When I first started the podcast, I was so nervous i was an absolute nervous wreck especially getting doing that first couple of interviews um with um drivers creators people who already had a name out there so and to me i was like you know i'm just entering this world now what if i say the wrong thing what if i don't ask the right questions what if it's boring so it was it was very very hard for me but i think now that i've been doing the podcast for 6 months it's really helped me find my own voice and figure out what you guys like to listen to and i'm obviously still fine tuning that and that's why i always welcome any feedback any criticism anything you guys would like to share with me and I think the third thing what I'll say about the journey to become a content creator is 
befriend other content creators. You'll be surprised to see how many people are open on sharing tips and tricks with you, how many, how many people are willing to connect with you, how many people are willing to do content together with you. And you know, you can always create more fun ideas like that. You can tap into each other's audiences like that. So reach out to people. All right, the second question is how to find your niche and your unique voice. So I know I already touched on this a little bit, but I think when talking about your unique voice and your own niche, I think, like I said before, it's really, really, really essential that you find something that interests you as something that you want to learn more about yourself and you think that other people want to learn about. Um, I think there is something that's that could be argued as too niche, you know, just because sometimes there isn't enough to talk about um if you if you go too specific i think with females in motorsport of course we talk more women in motorsport which is a niche but of course there's so many women in this industry that it gives us the flexibility to talk about different facets um of women in the industry so i think it's important to figure out what interests you what you feel passionate about and what other people are not maybe talking about enough because the thing is that the content creator world in Formula One and in motorsport is becoming more and more saturated. Um, I don't think that it's impossible for you to enter the universe just yet. Um, yes, it would have been easier a couple of years before earlier. I don't think it's it's incredibly hard. I only entered the podcasting space six months ago, and I've been very lucky to have an amazing response from you guys. So I don't think that it's too late by any means. Um, the sport is still, you know, growing into its own with with the American audience, for example. So there's still a lot to talk about. And there's a lot of other platforms that I don't think I explored enough, like YouTube and, and Twitch and Instagram even in many aspects. So I think there is something to be said about looking at the competitive landscape, figuring out what people are not talking about enough, what you want to talk about, what you feel is missing from from the, the uh, world of content creation at the moment. How to find your voice kind of goes hand in hand with that, I would say. Um, when you find your niche, you will find your voice because um, I think it will really help inform the way you want to address that. So let's take, for example, the world of tech, right? So whether it's so there are other people who do tech content like Molly Oxner. She has a platform on TikTok called A Bunch of Red Flags where she covers TikTok uh, tech content in a way that's more digestible for the audiences. So she really breaks it down in the most simplest way so you can understand what drivers are talking about, what engineers are talking about. But then there's also, let's say, Tony Cohen-Brown, who talks about tech from a very different perspective. And she does that with the help of interviews and connecting F1 technology and Formula One, Formula E technologies to brands and companies and advertising and all those things. So there's different ways you can cover the same topic. So again, once you figure out your niche, that's how you'll find your voice. And again, I would just say, just be flexible and be willing to pivot because your voice will develop it will evolve as you grow and just be open to that next question is also a common one is how do you get an audience so i think 
the first things first is start creating your content. Just start putting it out there and then just make sure you're promoting it on all different channels. So for example, on Females in Motorsport, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, we have LinkedIn, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have the podcast. We have so many different things where we cover different aspects um, of the same thing. And of course, I think it's really important that you're tailoring the content according to what platform you're going on. Um, you know, for example, like TikTok and LinkedIn are just not the same. So you have to tailor your content in that way. But I think it's really, really important to cross promote because that really helps bring your content in front of a much larger audience. I think sticking to TikTok, for example, is great, but I think it's really important to make sure that you're telling people on your Instagram or telling people on your Facebook, on your LinkedIn or whatever it is, to make sure that, you know, someone who maybe is not on TikTok or somebody who can't use TikTok. So for example, in India, TikTok is banned. And a lot of our content that we create on TikTok is not being able to consume by them. But because we post all that on Instagram, we're still able to capitalize on that audience. So I think it's really important to just keep those things in mind that, yes, we can make one platform your main platform, but make sure you're cross-promoting everywhere. And the second thing I would say is just engage with other content, you know, leave comments, leave likes, network with people, because that way, you know, they'll, they'll network with you too. They leave con comments on your content. And I think that's how you really build a community. How can you start making money being a content creator or how do you build a brand? All right, this is, this is a loaded question, I will say. So let's start with the money thing. So as a content creator in motorsport specifically motorsport right now it is incredibly hard for micro creators to make money micro creators are someone who outside in the world of fashion and lifestyle i would say is like uh, under a hundred thousand followers but i think in the world of motorsport because it's still growing and even the biggest followers right now are under half a million followers. I would say micro creators are something maybe under 10K or 20K followers right now. And while I personally think that no audience is too small, because we have seen that in the world of fashion and beauty where so many brands now prefer to work with smaller creators just because their audiences are much more engaged, they have a much more authentic reach, they seem a lot more credible to brands and audiences. I don't think we've reached that point in motorsport just yet. So I will say it is very, very hard to make money in motorsport. I also will say that because there's a lot of expense involved, like for example, I if I'm invited by let's say a brand to watch a Formula One race in their lounge or whatever it is, um, chances are they'll likely cover the cost of my flights and my maybe my hotel if I'm lucky um, and that's it, right? So I'm not getting paid but my expenses are being covered. And I think that's very different, right? Because yes, of course, it's great that your expenses are covered, but there is an opportunity cost to that. There is an opportunity cost that could be doing something else, that could be making money elsewhere. So because there is so much expense involved in the world of motorsport, so I think that's where it gets a little bit challenging because, you know, if you see other brands like beauty brands, when they do press trips, they don't pay influencers to come to the trip, they pay influencers to do content. So they'll pay 
per post or they pay per story or they pay per um on like a on a big like annual contract or something like that but in motorsport because arguably every piece of content will require some travel or something that becomes basically an influencer trip it's much harder to get paid like that so coming back now to how to build a brand i think it's really really important to try to find different industries that you can connect your content to right now because more sport itself is going to be very very hard to rely solely on that industry to get paid i think a couple of people who are doing this really well right now are lissy darren naomi chef because they've really been able to lean on their lifestyle as well and their interest outside of motorsport to help increase um their exposure which of course you know helps them build their brand a little bit more will it always stay this way absolutely not i definitely think that motorsport will have to pivot and start paying creators to create content very very um soon we've seen the world of influencing develop in other industries and i i am 100% sure it's going to happen in the world of motorsport as well all right next question why has formula 1 content got less views this year when the amount of viewers has gone up now i'm not 100% sure this is true because from what i have seen is that the viewership for formula 1 has actually gone down this year and i think a lot of people are crediting that to max verstappen's which i absolutely disagree with i the season opener itself had less views than um last year and the season opener we didn't know what's going to be happening in in this this year so i don't think that this is really credited to max verstappen yes i can say that somebody who has been watching formula 1 for quite some time they might you know be like oh it's the same thing again we know what's going to happen they might be less inclined i'm not saying that people are not less inclined i'm sure people are but i don't think we can credit that to one thing i really do think that there is a desire in people to connect with formula 1 a lot more and i think formula 1 has been a little bit slow to adapt to that it's not been easy for the series as well to deal with this massive influx of fandom and i think because of that people are kind of dropping off the interest is dropping off but when it comes to content specifically i don't think the viewership of formula 1 content specifically is going down i do think what's happening is that the content market is getting more saturated and maybe the share of voice for every content creator is going down a little bit but at the same time i i've also seen a lot of creators venture out into other series like indycar and nascar so i think that creators are finding other things to talk about as well because if you know if you're doing f1 content and you don't find that the series is being cooperative and helping you out create essentially free content i think it is very natural for creators to flock to other series who are being more cooperative who do give you more access so that could be one of the reasons that formula 1 content specifically might be um declining in terms of quantity and because creators are flocking to other series but i don't think the overall viewership of f1 content is going down all right this is a very controversial question which i don't particularly like but i think this is a question again that's very common so let's do it 
which type of content creation has the most negative impact on the sport if there is any i'm very glad this person said if there is any because i don't think there's any content that can have a negative impact on any sport unless you know they are openly bullying people i think it's very very unfortunate what we are seeing on a large side of the f1 internet that a lot of women get dragged for talking about drivers for talking about what drivers post on their instagrams drivers are doing outside of driving and i don't think that that has a negative impact on the sport because i really do think there's more than may whip there's more than one way to engage with the sport you don't have to just follow the sport like the technology and that's it that's not just the only way to engage with something you can just like the sport for the drivers you can just like the sport for what the drivers are doing outside of um motorsport so for example i think lewis hamilton is a really good example of that because he has really really honed in on his interests outside f1 that is fashion that is impact and i think it's it's very very simple to see that because lewis hamilton literally has more followers on instagram than formula 1 and that goes to show that there are people outside of f1 who are probably following lewis hamilton he has really been able to hone in on different aspects that interest him and connect with people outside the sport so you know if a driver is allowed to do that why are people in the audience not allowed to do that why are women not allowed to do that why can't people just like lewis hamilton for his style why can't people like Lando Norris for his wit. Why can't people like Valtteri Bottas for his hair? You know, and I think we've seen this with other sports as well. Um, David Beckham is a great example of this. You know, he really brought in a lot of new um people into the fold of football. And yes, again, a lot of people argue here that the people he brought in were women because they liked his looks and all of that, and they liked his style and his vibe and all those things. But my question is, what exactly is wrong with that? I mean, David Beckham's hair became an icon of itself. People wanted to look like him. He made the mohawk more popular. He shaved his head; that became more popular. So I think, and so what if they don't want to watch a ninety-minute football game, but they still like his hair? What is the big deal? You know. So that's what I always say that I I don't fully understand honestly this whole perspective on negative content creation. I will say that it is really important that we don't you know of course bully people we don't create content that's putting other people down and the last question today we have is who are your favorite content creators all right so this is something i can speak only from my own perspective i think this is a very very hard question actually i've had the opportunity and privilege to meet a lot of content creators in F1 and you know some of them are some of my closest friends now and i think it's really really amazing to see the community that each of them has built some of my favorites that i have on the podcast as well are like i talked about Ash Vandelay i love specifically what she's doing outside the world of F1 and focusing on other motorsport sectors and being a women in motorsport advocate I also love Molly Oxner who I spoke about earlier. She 
genuinely on that episode on the show broke down things that I never understood to begin with um, in the simplest way. I always, always really like uh, Tony Cohen Brown's videos. She is really, really smart. She's had so much experience in this world and it really shows. It really shows. She's so um, pithy. She's so succinct. Um, she always talks about things that I really, really want to learn more about, but I just don't have the knowledge to. So I love that. Someone who I consider to be a personal friend as well is Michaela from She Loves F1. I love how she's been able to create such fun, hysterical content that's just, you know, is such a lighthearted way to engage with the sport and the drivers. And she's really built a very, very big community. And I can say that she's also genuinely a sweetheart. I also really love F1 Caroline. I've had the opportunity to see F1 Caroline in action. And I can tell you that she is one of the most devoted, most hardworking creators I've ever seen in my life. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's so funny. She's so creative. She will stop at nothing to create the best content for her audience. That is something that's really, really amazing about her. And yeah, there are so many others that, you know, I can't think of right now, but there are so many others who I absolutely love. I'm actually following most of my follow following on tiktok and instagram is literally content creators um because i really really love engaging with the sport in that way so i can probably talk about this for hours on end but i think it is time to finish this episode so again thank you guys so much for listening in for sending your questions i really really love receiving these and just let us know you know if you guys have anything else you want to talk about in the world of content creation and as always i'm happy to answer that whether it's on the Females in Motorsport DMs or my personal DMs. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you guys in a few days with another guest interview and then next week with another episode of Let's Talk About It. Bye!